Beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. So what do you think are some of the issues or some pet peeves that you have when engaging in cross-cultural discussions about uh, white supremacy, racism um, in America and, and in church? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You ready? You ready? Uh, white people, I need you. I need you to turn this up real quick. Can y'all, yeah. Hey, Sam, Rob, y'all can hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. All right, cool. I just need to make sure this is... Um, dear, dear white listeners, if you are still white. Like I know you was white when I started the sentence. If you're still white right now, I need you to hear this loud and clear. You do not get to define what racism is and is not. You do not get to define define what white supremacy is and is not. Whole that lot is, of people need to hear this. I need, <laughs> I need that made abundantly clear. And, and CRT. <laughs> you do, you do now not, do CRT. Okay, yeah. If you do not read books, you do not get to define what CRT is. Like this, this is important. And if I, and you I don't mean, know who Derek Bell is. You feel me? And that's that's really important because, like, my my whole thing is, I, we spend too much time debating white folks about racism and white supremacy on on their home field. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like, why would I do that? If I'm sitting there uh, explaining to a woman that, no, that's not sexism, what you're describing, like, no, no, you that's goofy. Like, you sound goofy. You can't do that. If you are serious about finding issues of racism, it might benefit you to, to humbly submit yourself to the experiences of black people or even even brown people non-white people I, I think that is very essential um to to, to this dialogue so you talking about my pet peeve my, my pet peeve is people trying to have conversations as equals in that field like they hear me hear me out because I'm, I'm not saying that we're not equal or create equal or anything i'm saying in that field like no your word does not carry as much weight as you think it does <laughs> hey, 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 hey hey stay with it stay with it stay with it, stay with it. no listen so <laughs> no, okay so what are some of these barriers, issues? It is presuming, and I want to be very clear, when we, it, when we are talking about any subject, um, and this is a basic uh, communication uh, barrier, there's this presumption in America that when two people are talking together that all of their opinions are created equal. And I will go to the great- <laughs> I will go to the grave destroying that belief. All opinions are not equal. And I will say it again. All opinions are not equal. I hope you're taking notes at home. Because in that belief hinders community, it hinders intimacy, it hinders understanding, it hinders growth on a number of levels, not just about race. If your wife is telling you, hey, babe, this, I feel disrespected when you do this. Yeah, I really don't feel like, I, I, don't, I don't think it's disrespectful. Those are two completely different object, like <laughs> opinions. Are they created equal? Mm. 
they're not equal because what is most pressing in that conversation, your opinion that it's not disrespectful or your wife's telling you it's hurting her. Bro, you can't hurt. tell somebody else that they not hurt. Yeah. So when yeah. we're talking about racism, white supremacy, and you say, I don't think it's racist, I don't care. Because here's the thing, who do you think is more objectively able to detect white supremacy in a matter? Someone who's been subjected to it all of their life or someone who's benefited off of it, who's become strong off of it, whose families have become engorged off of it and who is breathing the air of it? Which one of us? So. I would go nine times, 10 times out of 10, I would go with my opinion over yours. And so to this point, you need to sit at my feet. And I know that causes tension because that feels like, you know, um, to brother's name, that feels like black supremacy. Yeah, but, not black Hebrew Israelites. <laughs> but um, you don't have to kiss our feet. No, that's not, not what, what we're we talking saying. about. Right. But it's look, when white supremacy is a thing, systemic racism is a thing. What we can't do is fight actual systemic problems and convince you that they are a thing with the energy that we have. Hey, that's like, real. Yeah. Go ahead. That's real. And, and look, I'm, I'm going to tell you how, how you know it's real, because at the end of the day, everybody knows all opinions ain't equal. And I'm going to tell you how you know that. You don't, you don't, you don't believe that, stupid. I'm like, this is my opinion. Well, keep it to yourself. It's whack. I'm going to tell you why you don't believe it. <laughs> if you believe that, you wouldn't be quoting Martin Luther King like y'all do. Y'all be quoting JFK or Lyndon Baines Johnson if you believe that all opinions were equal, right? If you believe that all opinions are equal, you wouldn't be tossing whatever uh, latest black conservative hot brand there is if you believe that. So your own actions belie your beliefs. The problem is, <laughs> it's not that you believe that all opinions are equal, it's that you don't want to reckon with the one that's being proffered right now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's 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 comfortable to quote Dr. King now, but a lot of these same people, if if Dr. King was walking around here right now, I bet you wouldn't have had that same energy about him. So like, well, but actually, but let's be clear, you didn't believe his opinion at the time, and y'all killed him. So me? let's be very clear: like all opinions are not created equal. So to to Sam's question, what hinders talking about these things? what hinders doing ministry, what hinders creating effectual change is, is all the things that we're talking about. And it's also because people don't read, because people think that their um, feelings and opinions are the same as objective experience, objective things, we'll never go anywhere. And also like, I, I always say like, at the expense of white comfort, we literally will never talk about white supremacy because it's right. always the wrong time and it's yeah. always in the wrong tone. Like, we're like, okay, well, hey, so black bodies are dying in the street. Yeah, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, 
Who cares? Hey, put well, on I, racism. I, but I don't want to die though. I, okay, well, it makes you feel uncomfortable. So maybe next week though. Putting on racism is literally the most American thing there is. Like I could pull you out volumes upon volumes of Chronicles of American History. We're talking. The only way that uh, the Union was formed is because they were able to punt on the issue of slavery. They literally set a deadline. Like maybe we'll cover this in 26 years. Like this, this happened throughout American history. You're not being original when you put on racism. Like no, you're being American. So yeah, like. I'll do what I want during your little national anthem because this is this is what it is. Like this, this putting on racism is the most American thing there is. It makes me feel Yo. uncomfortable. Even I bet people are like, "Hey, I don't even like how you guys talked about it." Well, look, there's never a good way to talk about it because y'all don't read books. You don't <laughs> well, like kneeling. Oh, no, hold like, on. Y'all don't like podcasts. So, like, how do y'all want us to talk about it? Uh, no, nah, I'm gonna put you on game. I'm gonna put y'all on game on something because this is what. And maybe it was just like a, a popular thing with the young, reformed, and restless crowd, the YRR crowd. I'm dead. Um, but they read. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. They read. But the issue is, is that they don't read the original source. They read a critique of the source. So they're already getting a biased opinion. Then, even when they do read the original source, they're reading it from a perspective of condemning it as heresy. Mm. Like I've seen, I've been in a Facebook book that a Facebook group. That's that's how you say yeah, Facebook yeah, you said it right. group. Sorry, this dyslexia boy it got it got some hands. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> this, this this it's got some hands. Um, no, but I was in a group. It had like sixteen thousand members, and what was really popular is for people to get a stamp that says, um, "For research purposes only, heresy," and they would literally buy a book by Beth Moore or whoever and read it and stamp on the inside for research purposes only. So the issue is not that they're reading or that they're not reading. The issue is one, they're reading the wrong things. And two, they can't think for themselves, which essentially boils back to the first problem. I can't imagine being so aggressively and thoroughly whack that I'm willing to spend money on being whack. Was the stamp free? Nah, they would literally order it. And I'm oh, that's listening. that is that is that is <laughs> flagrantly wet. That's, that's Bro, they would I literally believe. order it like it was a thing. Ew, I'm upset now. I'm and upset. Ima- imagine being so committed to calling somebody heretical. Ew. Anyway, I- <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, I'm the reform person, but I'm gonna put y'all on blast in here because there's a lot of stuff that <laughs> needs to change. I'm for real because the, these issues, it's ridiculous that. You have an entire sect of Christianity that would essentially deny systemic racism, but then use um, blacks, uh, black cultural statistics um, irresponsibly without context. So, so they want to say, oh, they, oh, well, black people disproportionately get more abortions. Well, how is that not systemic racism if the abortion clinics are in black communities? Hey, quick question. The tulip, that's that's reform, right? Yeah. Well, what the t, what the t, what the, what the, what the total t- depravity? Oh, total depravity is that total? Okay, total depravity. So how can we can we can we affirm total depravity and deny systemic racism at the same time? Is that logically consistent? I think it is. Not okay. <laughs> Just checking. My bad. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Nah, I'm with you, but. 
Yeah, man. My bad. I threw you off. Nah, you good. You good. It's just, it's just frustrating because here it is. Like, I take issue with some of the theology, right? I'm a Presbyterian, Um, but there's still some things that I can't. I mean, but just like with reading scripture, there's some stuff I struggle that I wrestle with. um, That I'm like, that just don't sit right. Um, And it is what that is, right? And I believe the Bible is true, but I don't think the theology is equated to biblical truth while i definitely have some issues <laughs> not issues but I, there are some things about reform theology that give me pause that i won't delve into right now the far greater issue for me which makes me suspect that there is more amiss with the theology than i originally suspect upon like first glance is the attitude that so many of its adherents espouse like the the, the fact that like the moment y'all start believing this y'all start Bro, acting arrogant. this way Bro, like take we it down about five, six notches, yeah. please. Is all I'm saying for the simple fact. So like, arrogant, I and it's it. not even okay. And 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 I've been to two different seminaries and and know a bunch of seminary educated pastors and all that stuff. And and all seminarians get this weird thing where like, bro, you didn't spend too much time in the ivory tower and not enough time in the streets because now you sound like a cornball. But like. A lot of them reform fellas, y'all don't even be going to the seminary. Y'all just read a couple books and, and get that same energy. And like, bro, I can tell y'all ain't been punched in the face enough. Bro, I know people that come home from work and they just decide they want to read Herman Bavink. Amen. Oh. And I'm like, I'm, I mean, and don't get, okay, don't get me wrong. I did that with Calvin. I did that with Turretin. It was, it was a tough digest just because of my context and where I come from. Um, so I, I listen to a lot of hip hop instrumentals to, <laughs> to help me get, yo, I'm gonna tell you something that, cause I'm a musician. So for me, I can make it a song. And so now like I associate this text with this music. Okay, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? So and I, I don't rap or nothing like that. I'm not a lyrical person at all, but I, I just like music. So I feel you, dog. Amen. But don't judge me. Because we now have a Patreon, which I want to encourage each and every one of y'all to to visit at patreon.com slash three black men. Think through it, pray through it ask God <laughs> if, if he would have you partake in this work that we're doing because on top of some bonus content here we have uh, some blog pieces going up there's going to be some devotional content coming out and I want to encourage you guys um, to visit that Patreon patreon.com slash three black men go watch and, um, my kids ruin my videos go ahead watch, watch them. <laughs> them them babies ain't ruin nothing man matter of fact there's more people going to sign up to, to see them babies how about that bro <laughs>